Surprise, motherfucker. So, uh, Nick wanted to do some follow-up to the goddamn Money in the Bank uh, pay-per-view that was going on last night. So I'm just waiting on him to get in here so we can go ahead and talk. Uh, we're just about an hour out from Monday Night Raw and um, the aftermath of the corporate Money in the Bank ladder match pay-per-view. That's not the actual name for it, but that's what the interwebs have been calling it. That's what I've been referring to it as well. So um, as soon as Nick get his punk ass up in here. Oh, oh. Yeah. So I see that, that sorry motherfucker Nick Anacelli, whenever he get in here. We, oh, oh. <laughs> hey, I didn't see you hey, there. I didn't know you. Me. <laughs> Nick is in the house. You get the horns and everything. I already played the little money in the bank joint. So um, with that being said, welcome to another edition of Wrestling is Trash, a nonsensical podcast where we talk about professional wrestling past, present, and quite possibly the future. Uh, you can follow on social media on Twitter at Wrestling Be Trash, Instagram Wrestling is Trash, Facebook Wrestling is Trash, and um, I think that's about it. You can go to randomrob.com and you can find all of these episodes on the website. And shit, this episode 49, we about to roll up on episode 50, homeboy. Hey, I'm pretty amped to be actually a pretty part of that. Yeah, yeah. You and uh, Anomaly, which I need to get him back on here because me and him was heavy into the New Japan talk and I just been all out of whack and sort with professional wrestling as a whole, little less... Uh, Freaking New Japan. <laughs> Man, I just did the first coat on the floor in my studio. I, I saw it on Instagram. Looks good. Looks good. Yeah, that's, that's a section one coat one. So um, I'm going to clean up another section. I'm going to do that. I'm going to have to do it in threes because um, I got to clean. And it's a pretty big section to try to clean all at once and paint it all at once. So I'm going to just do it a section at a time for the first coat. And then I'm going to just do another second coat all together so it should come out pretty nice I, i'm satisfied with the color so far good good you should be it looks good man yeah then i can paint them walls like i painted man. my ex-wife and my current wife's walls and i got cheering yeah ski 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 <laughs> but anyway Let's uh, kind of breeze through this thing. It wasn't really a yeah. lot of matches and everything, but I mean, there was a no. lot of shenanigans involved. Yeah, so I got the card pulled off. I got some things we can talk about as we go through. But first match on the pre-show, Jeff Hardy versus Zaro, with Jeff Hardy picking up a win. That was actually a pretty good match. I like seeing Jeff playing dudes like uh, dudes like this. You know what I mean? So um, what were some of your takeaways from that match? I did not uh, see it because at this time, I was, you know, I, I'm doing construction on the studio, and um, I kind of forgot that it was going on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought it was a pretty good hard-hitting match. Jeff looked good coming back. Um, looks like he's honestly really healthy. Like, no homo. His body looks kind of pretty good. Um, Cesaro obviously performed. Cesaro can't have a bad match, really, in my opinion. So, um, we've, we've had multiple conversations about how they wish we'd do different. But, you know, Jeff did the usual 
a little outside the ring. Then he did the, uh, you know, the swanton for the win. I remember he was supposed to come out that he announced on backstage that he was going to come out to no more words. His old, well, not his old, I guess his old, but not really old entrance theme. But he's still coming out to like the typical Hardy Boys theme, which I don't care. I like it personally. But um, I don't know when that change is going to happen. But good, good, pretty good win win for him. That's it for the. Yeah, they're probably saving it for um, whenever they come back to audiences and whatnot. Yeah, maybe when he's more on the rise of a legit – because I think he's going to get a push. I don't know how big of one, but I think he'll get a push. I thought he should have been in a heavyweight title contention upon his return as a singles competitor. Yeah, no, I agree. We were briefly saying that yesterday. I agree 100%. That um, the first show on the card – the New Day defending the SmackDown Tag Team Championships against The Miz and John Morrison, the Lucha House Party, and the Fakonic Sons. Now, this is where I tuned in at. So this is when I was like, oh, it's 6 o'clock. I forgot this thing was going on. So let me jump on it real quick. Yeah, uh, I was happy New Day got the win. I called that. Well, I called that. I guess I predicted that. Yeah. Um, but it was a good match. They had some really good spots. And Forgotten Sons for a new team didn't look too bad. Mm-hmm. Overall, overall, I thought it was a good match. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm a fan of Lucha House Party. I get it; they're like a clown gimmick. They're never gonna probably win a title, but every team we knew, maybe not the Forgotten Sons, but we all knew that the other three a thousand percent could perform. Mm-hmm. And I'm happy to kind of see Lucha House Party do their thing because I know when we had the Elimination Chamber, they did pretty good. They had all those high spots and everything. So I think I, in a weird way, I think the Lucha House Party having a good twenty twenty. Yeah, um, and it's weird because everybody in WWE is talented, but they wind up getting saddled with all kinds of shenanigans. You know, that's our favorite word. I need to get a sound on the board for any time we say shenanigans. <laughs> I'm all about it. So, um. They always get saddled with these crazy ass gimmicks and everything. And, you know, Lindsay Dorado and um, Grand Metalik are outstanding performers, but they have to perform sometimes within the confines of the gimmick that they are given. So you always think of shenanigans and pinatas and noisemakers and all kind of shit when you see the Lucha House Party. But tonight they got, well, not tonight, last night they got to perform without all that shtick and prove that they are great and talented competitors. Yep. So, like I said, both overall great match. I'm not going to lie. I, I wouldn't have been upset if anybody other than the New Day won. <laughs> yeah, same here. I wouldn't have cared who won, honestly. Even Miz and Morrison. I'm all about Miz and Morrison. Hey, hey. Oh, hey. Oh. Oh, oh. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm, yeah, anyone. Forgotten Sons, I think the only reason, I'll be honest, and I think they need time. You know, because they never really got an NXT like push at all, as we said yesterday. And then, but, you, um, you know how that go. But you know, I think as I'm, I, I have to admit, like I'm a little biased just because of Cutler being a Marine. You know. Yeah. So I, I'm gonna have to really watch watch See, them more. And you, you also overlooking the fact that Riker also was a Marine. Yes, he was. I always forget. I guess because Cutler's a lot more vocal. I think about it. Mm-hmm. And and guess guess who he served with? Who? Gunner Sergeant Weimer. Give me yeah. a. Give me. Yeah, from uh, Fort Leonard. 
Gunnarsson Weimer? Yeah. Who are he? He's a gunner sergeant now, but he was a staff sergeant there. Staff sergeant Weimer? Yeah. What team was he on? I forget. High and tight team leader. I always talk like he drunk. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because um, yeah. I seen, I don't know how I came about it, but I was on this page one day on Facebook, and I seen that him and Gunner were friends. And I was like, what the fuck? So I DM'd him talk to him or whatever and he put me in a dm with uh jason Riker, and i tried to get him on the podcast but you know nothing never came of that because he said he had to yeah. run it through the powers that be and you know how that go yep yep we'll get lacy on there one day it'll happen <laughs> it'll happen it'll happen I, I hope it happens when she's champion that makes it even better <laughs> mo better butter yep uh yeah so i always forget about him as well you know, but like I said, I don't know much about the tag team. I think they perform. I think they're good at heels. It's just so weird, though. Now I think about it, they portray them as heels. But kind of like what everyone used to say about Lacey, like, why is she a heel? She's literally the ultimate life baby face. Like, these guys, I don't know much about them, obviously, besides they were both in the Marine Corps. I'm surprised they don't bring – they're, they're going to make a good face for them when it comes time. But yeah. I'm surprised they're booking them as heels right away. So, what do we have next? Our truth versus MVP, but we didn't get that. I was uh, happy to see my man's MVP get that entrance, though. I'm a buy. Yeah. I'm a big time, big time. He's he has one of my favorite teams of all time. Anytime he comes out on Raw now or like last night, I was singing that as he was coming out. Yeah, yeah. And then damn, I be Bobby Lashley. Then I be beating them cheeks, and I always used his uh, favorite opening line. I'm coming. <laughs> He's stupid. But Bobby Lashley came out, got the squash win over uh, our truth. It's like weird. They're presenting Lashley like he's like a new big man, kind of, you know, getting all these squash wins, which I'm fine with. Which they should have never deviated from. Yeah, I, think, I wanna know. I yeah, think the pants are. did it. It's the pants. <laughs> yeah. I except I like him better in like shorts. But yeah. <laughs> But, um, yeah, I don't know. It's so weird, though, how MVP even posted on his Instagram the day after the Rumble when he fought Ray. That was his last match in WWE. Mm-hmm. My man, it's cool that he's on TV. I'm all about MVP being around. He's had, what, two or three matches on Raw? In he's potential. Yeah. He, you know, he's never going to win a match, I don't think. Except last night I predicted him. Mm-hmm. But, he, and he was advertised at least for a pay-per-view. Yeah. Well, see, that's the thing, though, is um, he made that statement. And it, it's, it was kind of true. He, I mean, he never really had match matches. You know, he'd get in there, get squashed, and he'd get out with it. I wouldn't consider those matches because it wasn't any long-standing things and whatnot. But um, to quote his words from Twitter, they keep paying me, so I'm going to keep showing up. Yeah, I don't blame him. You know he's all about his money. Yeah. I think a- they like having him around, though. Yeah, I mean, why wouldn't you? He is an invaluable asset to your uh, company and whatnot. He went he to is, Japan of his own volition and they made the Intercontinental title because of him. Yeah, you know what it is too with him though? He's relevant that everyone everyone always liked MVP, whether he was a heel or not. Everyone liked him. I get it. They had a bunch of older guys in the producer role, mm-hmm. but he could do that role and they can use him as a talent. Exactly. And I believe... He ain't, he ain't in bad shape. 
Yeah, he's a little gray, but overall, he ain't bad. Yeah, man, and, and I, I I put it out there as soon as I seen him and Lashley together, I was like, beat down plan. <laughs> yep, I'd like to see that. Everyone, everyone says it. Everyone keeps even when MVP first started coming back doing the VIP, everyone said from day one he should be with Lashley. And I agree like a million percent. Yep. Shit. They need to get rid of this whole Lana shit. Also, uh I touted for um the Pope, uh Elijah Burke. To come back and be a manager for freaking uh, Lashley. He needs a manager, and it's not a lot. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, I heard he can talk on the mic. We've seen that in TNA, but he's just one of those guys. You give him a good mouthpiece, he's good. Leo yeah. Rush was good. Leo Rush was good, but he needs someone more like an MVP. Yeah, and that's what um freaking uh mvp was for him when it was in tna together he came to the ring he he was he was uh lashley's paul Heyman. i like maybe they'll go with this maybe this is the start of it i hope so what we got the next bailey defending against tamina snooker and she did good match i didn't think it was that bad you knew shasha was gonna get involved with shaganigans yeah, it, the, people say it was a good match and everything. That's because Tamina didn't have to do a lot of work. Yeah, Bailey carried. Yeah, it was just like work the leg, and the majority of that match was the leg. So yeah, when she got big offense, she got big offense. So that's how that went, and that's why it wasn't slippity sloppity and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. But I was uh I was pleased with it and everything. They didn't um do too much as far as um you know they've been doing a lot of subtle things with Bailey and Sasha. I didn't see anything um so much during the match. But I believe um I think it was a after interview, the you know the backstage shit on. I think I don't know where it was. I seen a gif of it. I didn't see the actual. Yeah. Interview. But um Bailey was like, "I'm the champ," and Sasha was like. For now. <laughs> yeah, no, it's going to happen. It's going to happen at SummerSlam. Yeah, she's just so smarmy and everything because, like, she's playing it cool and she do her role and everything because she knows it's going to happen, as do we all, that these two is going to get into some, you know, throwing hands here in the near future. Yeah. And then next, we had Braun Strowman defending against Bray Wyatt for the Universal title. I like um, that. Yes, the only thing I want to throw in with this, I read today, this was the only match that was not live. Why do you think, before I say it? Because shenanigans. Nope. Well, kind of, but the puppets. They didn't want the people controlling the puppets being seen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, of course. But yeah, I thought this was good. You know, I was listening to the wrestling podcast, and they were saying, like, yes, no one wants to see Bray Wyatt. No one wants to see The Fiend lose, but... You know, obviously they had a little cameo thing with the fiend in the end, but mm-hmm. you know, this obviously isn't over. They probably should have done some shorter shenanigans instead of giving Braun the clean win. Because mm-hmm. really well, think about, it, but but Bray's still on the high, yeah, not him yeah. himself, but overall for uh, beating Cena. Yeah, I mean, and then the story is the shenanigans. Yeah, exactly. Put the mask on and, you know, we all know that the character of Bray Wyatt is not mentally stable. So, you know, 
that's how that read to me. And, you know, I, I thoroughly enjoyed that. That was the match that the story carried more than the actual action. Yeah. So I thought it was good, though. And then, you know, it leaves it open-ended for future uh, feud. Yep, which is so going to happen. You, you know what? Then- know what is crazy about it? Bray Wyatt and The Fiend is what Finn Balor and the Demon could have been. Yeah. You know? I mean, yep. it, it's, it was it's similar, but what how Bray Wyatt does it with The Fiend is, I think, way better than what Finn and the Demon was presented with. Yeah. Just WWE is the reason that fans are going to react negative to this match. Everyone likes Strowman. Like, you know what I mean? No one's no one's mad Strowman won. People are mad Bray lost, if that makes sense. In my opinion, for what I'm seeing. Mm-hmm. They shouldn't have put the title on him that quick. And they shouldn't have had him lose to Goldberg. Yeah. But, I mean, who knows? Yeah. Then we got next, I guess, the match main event. Uh, Drew McIntyre defending against Seth Rollins. For the title with Drew retaining, I thought this was a great match. Uh, what do you think of Rollins' new music? It was it was jarring. I wasn't ready for that. I thought it was going to be a, you know a lead in to burn it down, but it was not. Yeah, I don't know. I just want to know when he comes back to as a face, will he go back to the burn it down music? Of course, because I don't think this is going to be a face character, the Monday Night Messiah. No. I don't see this being his permanent role. No, I I don't see a lot of longevity in that iteration of especially with especially with the one guy from AOP being hurt so the AOP is not on TV and Murphy's barely been on since AOP got hurt so but I thought it was a good match Drew you know shaking his hand at the end a little shocking I guess I'm not all about the ultimate ultimate baby face but and you know and it's weird because Drew does that and um he, I don't know, it's, it's weird because, you know, before he got the title, he was like, er, menacing. I'm a, I'm a, I'm intense. I'm hardcore, you know? And then as soon as he got the title, he was like, hey, I'm a guy. I'm here. I I, they're guy. making him. I like it. I don't mind his character, but I'm not judgmental like the rest of the people on the internet. But they are making him too much of a face, if that's the thing. Well, I mean, they just letting him be him, I guess. I mean, yeah, and I think he's doing great. I'm happy. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I, I am too. It's yep. just like uh, turn it, turn it down a little bit. Yeah. Let's, yeah. Let's lower it a little bit. Hey, did, um, did you know that Chris Jericho had a band? I did. I did know that. Okay. I don't know. It was asked in the chat, so that's why I thought I'd bring it to you. <laughs> yep. Um. First off, did you? I know a little side DVX. We said Chris Jericho. Did you watch the Undertaker thing, honestly, or no? I did not watch it. No, I you will. Plan watch on it, it. I, yeah, I will watch it, but I haven't watched. You it. just had, yeah, I know you've been busy. Yeah, uh, watched, uh, the main event. I watched the initial preview, but I didn't watch the whole first episode. Okay, okay. Then the main event. I'm probably going to go a little more in detail with this one. So if you want to add things, add things as I go. Very the well. men's and the women's money in the bank ladder match started off with the ladies. Actually, started off with the shenanigans. <laughs> yep, the ladies lined up right in front of the elevators, right at that is the actual entrance when you first walk in the building. 
mm-hmm. the men starting off in the, the famous workout room, you know, the famous gym they have in there. Um, Oscar music plays, no one know where she is. So, Imagine. so hold on. I, 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 this is this is where I have my qualms with this thing. I know this thing was corny and it had all kinds of shenanigans, but um, let, let me get this straight. They had to get to the roof to get the briefcase, correct? Yes. Oscar already had the advantage by being up on the second floor away from everybody and had a lot of leeway to just go on, you know, venture around and get to that briefcase. But she chose to fucking play around, dive on everybody. And, you know, it kind of irked me. But, you know, it it was what it was. I understood why they did it. But, yeah, ah, what the fuck? (laughs) So the women start brawling. Oscar gets in the elevator and escapes. They all follow. And she's in the elevator. (laughs) Yeah, she's dancing in the elevator. The men start off in the um, in the gym. They fight, whatever. They had some pretty good moments there. Uh, Baron Corbin throwing like the forty five pound weight, breaking the mirror, which obviously was planned, but still that. Um, Otis, you so, know, dropping that weight on AJ Styles. That, that's it. That's another point there. So you mean to tell me that AJ couldn't roll that off his chest? Because if you ever lifted weights in your life, you know that. Any set except for the small ones, you know, 45 and above, them shit, if you just lay flat on the ground and put the bar, you can on, roll underneath you that. Roll it over your goddamn head without with clearance. <laughs> so, yeah, and they made, you could clearly tell that, but they did what they could. Um, yeah. And then Ray was running after everyone, and who's in the bathroom washing their hands? Brother Love. I love you. Yeah, a little Brother Love action. And then, um, the, the, the women. The reply to that, the reply to that was priceless. I I, I really enjoyed that. He's like, I love you. He's like, you. I love you, but I gotta go. <laughs> yep. Then uh, the guys make their way in the elevator. They get to the elevators, and the men get out. Everyone's fighting. Oscar dodges it. Baszler catches her. They do the yes kicks. Otis, I thought it was awesome when Otis was chanting yes when Brian was kicking Corbin. Yeah, and then because Otis was just like, yes, yes, yes. But uh, did you catch it to where when Brian started kicking him, he was saying, no, 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 no. I don't know. I like Otis. But um, then from there, they go into the women go into the conference room, and Dana Brooke thinks she wins the contract, but it's got money in it because they're in the Money in the Bank conference room. Then they show Stephanie McMahon recording because that was clearly not live. Not in the same. (laughs) <laughs> Not in that same building. And she said to clean up Nia's drool. So um, then, what's up? I, I was kind of wondering if there was real money in that briefcase because I would have I would have oh. won that one. I would have rather had yeah. that case. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So then they start fighting. Lacey's doing her thing. Um, Carmella, you see her walk out and Lacey caught her with a clean woman's right. Yeah, that's that's another good point in the match that I enjoyed. That 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 was a smooth ass lick right there. Yeah, Lacey can throw a punch. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Even like even other podcasters say like who are wrestlers saying like she throws that clean. Then you see AJ Styles finally gets out of there, runs Favorite. around, it looks huh? Favorite part. When he sees the Undertaker, yeah, because I mean, it told the story, and it was just like yeah. he had flashbacks, and he was like, oh. he had some PTSD and shit, and yeah. that um, 
And then Alistair Black throws him into the room with a coffin where The Undertaker resides. He does not live in Texas, everyone. He lives in a coffin in WWE headquarters, all right? <laughs> um, and AJ yells no. No, no. He doesn't act like he can just get up and leave the room. Um, hey, he's suffering, man. PTSD is a, is a real thing. Yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Um, and then from there, they run into Paul Heyman. All of them. They just all do. Dana Brooke bumps into him. Yeah, and then yeah. Otis yells the classic two words. Food fight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Heyman gets caught with food everywhere. Mm-hmm. Poor Mysterio runs into a friggin' Shayna Baszler friggin' uh, <laughs> what, is, what did she call her sleeper? Yeah, the Carafuda Clutch. Carafuda Clutch, and then he lets go and runs into a Naya Otis sandwich. Mm-hmm. They, they pancaked his little ass. Yep. Then from there, Otis runs into the other room and sees pie and gets excited over the pie. Not the poutine pie, but pie. Mm-hmm. And Johnny Laurinaitis walks in and goes, people power, and then takes a pie to the face. So Then you see the janitor. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, John Laurinaitis looked like Colonel Sanders if you shaved his mustache and little chin hair. He did, but I thought those cameos were great. Mm-hmm. And from there... It I wasn't as great as the Big E cameo, though. That, that I have? That you got for your homeboy. <laughs> oh, yeah. He was hilarious in that. Um, so then after that, they run, they see the janitor, and Dana Brooke eats shit on the floor, which I thought was very funny. Yeah, yeah. As, as the- classic and comical... And corny as it was, it was very funny. In my yeah. Opinion. On a side note, to go back to that cameo thing, um, I, I sent you the thing with um, the iconics on the New Day podcast, right? Yes, and so, I listened. Uh, you listened to it? Yep. Oh yeah. So Big E said he got at least five hundred cameos now. Yeah, you know what's wild? That's crazy. So his money. response time on there it says their response time. His is like two or to six hours or some shit. Mm-hmm. I sent that. He had that sent to me within a half hour. Because originally I had planned, I know it's going sidetracked, but I had Kevin Owens because my friend who did it hates Kevin Owens. Hates uh-huh. Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens did it and he just never got back. So I had the credit and I couldn't fit. Honestly, I was just trying to get my money back. I couldn't figure it out. Now we go like $50 in free cameo. But anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> So I think I want to – I'm waiting for my girl Liv to get on there. But anyway, and I'll buy one for myself. But um, you think I'm kidding. And no, then no. – um, so anyway, there – sorry, I got, I got disconnected really quick. Um, Friggin' was going to say um, – so well, me... Oh, no, no, no. So then I found Big E and I just kind of went from there. Oh, okay. But – um. What was I going to say? Yep. But then um, from there, friggin' – yes, so then it comes to the great part. AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan are fighting. And next thing you know, they end up in the boss's office. Mm. The music plays. He looks at them, and he tells them to get out. As they're getting out, AJ's like, I think we should fix the chairs. They fix the chairs. They get out there. AJ's like, you acted like such a coward. And then they beat the crap out of each other. Yes. So I read a little bit about this. Someone suggested let's use Vince's office. Vince was no way Jose. Because he didn't want um he did not want his the big dinosaur head. Triple H bought him that. I read 
He did not want that ruined, his office ruined. Mm-hmm. But I guess that's what they convinced him to do. But I thought that was great. Yes, convinced. Mm-hmm. Yeah, convinced him. But then from there, they end up on the roof. The only thing I didn't like about this was, so try to refresh me. How, so Shayna, mm-hmm. Carmella, and Dana never made it to the roof. Yeah, I've never seen them. Only Asuka, Naya, and Lacey made it to the roof. So I'm going to just talk about the women from here on out quick. Then we'll go back to them. So they fight. They do their thing, all their finishers. Asuka gets up there, and Asuka wins your woman's money in the bank contract. We'll talk about what we think Asuka's going to do in a second. But that's nothing really exciting happened with the women up there. Then the men. So I'm trying to remember. Otis obviously was up there. Corbin was up there. AJ was up there. Ray was up there. Alistair was up there. Mm-hmm. Who was the sixth man? Why am I drawing a blank right now? You said Corbin? Corbin was up there. AJ. Oh, yeah. Daniel Bryan made it up there, I believe. Right? Yes, he did. Well, they casually just ignored the fact that Corbin killed Mysterio and Alistair Black. Yeah, very casual. <laughs> He threw them off the roof. Well, they didn't make a big deal about it, though. Well, I guess there wasn't commentary on it. But um, I thought they would have had maybe Corbin react different. So maybe they weren't trying to play like he threw them off the roof. Yeah, They never really did. Everyone's just assuming that's what they were going for. But they and, did never say. And then um, they, they do a lot of – they panned and did a lot of wide shots and anything. So if you, you could see that he wasn't going over. Yeah, it was just like um, that part is elevated from the rest of the roof, so it goes down to the other part. Yep. So they keep fighting. It ends up coming down. Daniel Bryan, I think, gets knocked out somehow. But it ends up being AJ and Corbin on the ladder. They both unhook it. AJ gets – oh, no, Elias comes out of nowhere. Wax Corbin with the guitar. AJ has it but can't hold on to it, and it falls into the arms of – Otis. Otis. So, I feel we're going to be talking about Otis for a little bit. So, Asuka, so tonight on Raw, you know me, I like reading spoilers, but I didn't. I could have, but I didn't. Mm-hmm. Becky has a very big announcement tonight to make on Raw. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was confronting the Money in the Bank one. Well, no, no, no. Then she, WWE said she has a big thing she has to talk about with her career. Okay. I think she's pregnant. Ooh, so he. I could be wrong. But think so, about so, it. What so, else could she really have to make a huge – unless they're doing a swerve where she's like, I'm back. But she hasn't been in action since WrestleMania. Or she could have been – you know you know how she – I know she was doing that show, Billions or whatever. But So I don't know what she's doing. I just think it's going to be that. Uh, we'll see. Cause, um, I could be wrong. She always do little cheeky things to where um, – It's not a big deal and yeah, stuff. Yeah, like – my big announcement is, I'm still the man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we'll say she's doing something cheeky like that. Mm-hmm. When do you see Asuka, you think, cash again? First I'm, off, do you think she, do you think it's going to be a heel sneaky cash in? No. Or she's going to uh, go for a match? No, it's going to be announced. It's going to be a match because um, they have the rivalry already in place. And then, you know, this will be where or it could be where Asuka gets her win back. Yeah. I thought about it, too, briefly. 
Okay, now we'll actually let me. Well, yeah, let me get this off my chest. But not that it's anything bad. But Asuka has a Hall of Fame career already, and she only debuted on the main roster in 2017. Won the first first Women's Royal Rumble. She's won the SmackDown Women's title, the SmackDown, uh, the Women's Tag title. She'll probably be the Raw champ eventually. And she's won Money in the Bank. And she's the longest reigning champion in the modern history. Yep. She and I think I'm not mad she won. Obviously, I want to. You're not the longest reigning tra- champ. Um, the freaking longest streak, winning streak. Yeah, the longest winning streak. Yeah, the champ, I think the modern day one was Pete Dunn. Yeah. But um, I'm not mad. What you do? I get a little disconnected. Um, I get a little disconnected. Uh, friggin'. But yeah, she's been killing it. Um, these empty arena things mm-hmm. because they letting her be her and not kicking it. Yeah, Anigans. Yep, she's not. So, um, but say Becky is pregnant. That's the route they are actually going, and she is. Do you see? They just probably do a tournament. Maybe. I doubt it. Okay. Is though, man. Yeah, I, yeah. Now I say, and now we'll go to the men's. So Otis, so Otis wins. As soon as it happened, I told you. As soon as it happened, I don't see him keeping that briefcase. <laughs> yep. So I, so I read a couple things. So before Money in the Bank, he said if he won, they were going to cash it in for the tag titles. Hmm. So maybe they do that. So I think that's an option. Yeah, because I mean, they didn't specify. There's like no, it's just a title a opportunity of your to- choice. My next option. Is he gives it to Mandy somehow. Mm. And option three is like we said, he loses it in a match. Yeah. I, I, I don't know who I don't know who he loses it to. Yeah. Anybody other than yeah. <laughs> I just can't see Otis as a world as a universal champion. I mean he could, but it's not gonna happen. Anybody can be a champion. It's just the willingness of WWE to back up. Yeah, I don't know. But overall, I guess I'm not too mad. But here's what I'll say. I'm glad ratings, they did something different. Yeah, I, I'll say this. Ratings have been hurting. I don't know if you read about that or ever hear about it. But ratings have been hurting. If you didn't read about it, it's probably a little obvious, right? Yes. But... Um, I'll admit, yeah, Carmelo looked good, but um, <laughs> I just saw, but uh, this has got me wanting to watch SmackDown to see what's going, yeah, especially with um, going forward with Bray Wyatt and uh, Braun Strowman, Braun. continue on that path. Not much I want to see on the raw end, I'll be honest, I'm gonna watch, obviously. Mm-hmm. But SmackDown's definitely got me a little more entertained to want to want to go watch. See, so yeah, that was Money in the Bank. Shouty, what you think? I got money in the bank. Shouty, what you think? So, Backlash was announced for next month. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming we'll probably come back for that. See, I I guess yeah, we we probably should, but if the cards wicky wicky whack, we don't need to. <laughs> I thought it was going to be extreme rules. That's what everyone kept saying, but obviously not. If they could cut out 
three pay-per-views, which three would you cut out? Well, they switch a bunch up every year. Mm-hmm. Like last year in June, they had Stomping Ground. Now it's Backlash. They didn't have Backlash last year. Mm-hmm. But if I had to rank the average ones, I obviously I want to keep the big four. You want to keep Money in the Bank. You want to keep Hell in a Cell. Extreme Rules and TLC. So I guess those other, I guess, Fast Lane. You can take away TLC because you have money in the bank. I'd rather take away Hell in the Cell before I take away TLC. I'd take away TLC and Hell in the Cell. Yeah. Because, I mean. Because I like Elimination Chamber. I think TLC and Hell in the Cell should be just that one match in itself, not a whole pay-per-view surrounding that thing. It should be what it used to be to where it's a big thing that comes to a head and they can't settle it anywhere else but in hell in a cell. <laughs> With the dead man. No. But, uh, yeah, so no, I see. Uh, elimination Chamber, I think, is necessary. Yeah. I, um, I, the like, Saudi shows, I'll admit, the Saudi shows, they never really bother me. Mm-hmm. I think they do too many a year. But, I mean, they obligate it, so... <laughs> but the thing I don't like WWE does is I get you got to have your Saudi show, but why the month you have a Saudi show do you need a regular pay-per-view too? Like just make the Saudi show the damn pay-per-view of the month. Because they don't want to do that. Because yes, I know. Saudi and people getting killed and shenanigans and backlash. Not the pay-per-view. <laughs> Not the pay-per-view. Backlash used to be a favorite pay-per-view of mine. So it was yeah. always the one right after Mania. And it's always um, the one with the intricate sets. With the, had yeah, the with like the hooks. Swinging around. Jeff Hardy then jumped off of him like 30 times. Yeah, you know, Jeff Hardy and nut. Um, yes, I don't know. Back in the day, they definitely had better pay-per-view names, at least. Like, I remember back in the day, you had Mania, then you had Backlash, then you had Judgment Day, then you had King of the Ring, then you had, like, Great American Bash, then you had SummerSlam, then you had Unforgiven. Or like, no yeah, No Way Out was the one. It was always Rumble, No Way Out, Mania. Yeah, because I think No Way Out is where they first did the Elimination Chamber. Well, not for the first time ever, but that they've done it there. Yeah, First time ever was SummerSlam in okay. 03. Yeah, that was Jericho and them in there, in there wasn't it? Uh, yeah, HBK won, but yeah, Jericho was in it. Yeah. Then they did Survivor Series. Then it was always on... Um, remember when, for a while... They did Raw pay-per-views and SmackDown pay-per-views. See. It used to be in January at New Year's Resolution or Revolution, whatever the fuck they called it. Mm. Then it went to No Way Out, though, like you said. Word. But I think it needs to be its own pay-per-view. I like that. Yeah. I, I, you don't I, need I, that. You don't need that match more than one night a year. Exactly. But I wish they would do other things. Like They don't do big multi-men championship matches much anymore. Like, I'll never forget Armageddon in 2000. They had a Hell in a Cell match with Kishi, Undertaker, Kurt Angle, okay. Triple right. H, The Rock, and Stone Cold. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, when's the last – I know they did one, I think, in 2018 at Fastlane. Like, AJ Styles did, like, a fatal five-way. But, like, they never do those anymore. It's always single matches. I don't know. I mean, you would think sometimes that would, you know, fit the bill, seeing how they have so much talent. But yeah. uh, at the same time, they just – released a lot of talent so <laughs> but they don't even do it with the undercard titles besides the tag titles the only one you really see multi-man matches with that is true 
Yeah, so I don't know. We, we we'll see. We'll see what the future holds. But yeah, so else before we wrap it up, homie. I don't wrap it up, but um, ah, no, that's really it, man. I guess we'll probably be texting here in the next couple minutes, yeah. talking about this major announcement. Yeah, I'll really? probably I'll probably peep in on that, and then I'll go watch Bloodshot. <laughs> <laughs> I'll keep you updated if you miss anything. Yeah, because like um, with Raw and SmackDown or whatever, I don't watch a lot of times. Well, especially since I've been building the studio, um, I don't watch it live. I usually catch it the next day or catch some clips of it and whatnot. So I do what I do. Yeah, boy, but yeah, good good podcast today. Good little quick podcast. See, si, senor. And um, for everybody that popped up in the chat, if you can hear me, thank you for popping in. Especially thank uh, you. Ryan's crazy ass, or whatever. That's not the thing, but all I can see is Ryan's crazy, and then it's cut puppets. off. Oh, puppets. All right, there you go. Ryan's crazy puppets. <laughs> <laughs> is that Ryan Greenwald? <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. That could be him. <laughs> it could be. Yeah. Let me see. I'm gonna Who check. Knows? I'm gonna check his profile. Let's see. Unless he's making puppets. I mean, yeah, I don't know if he's making puppets. Been on here since February 2019. So Maybe. Yeah. yeah. If it's you, uh, say, say something. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but that's all we got for this edition of Wrestling is Trash. On behalf of myself and uh, one Nick Anacelli, the lover of Liv Morgan. Yeah. Uh, we bid you a fond adieu, and we'll see you next time. Good talking to you, Rob. Meow. Later.